Hello my loves and welcome to the Inside Out podcast. As you can see by the title, we're going to be diving into a topic that I briefly mentioned in the previous episode, all about our relationship with food and how that's tied into our relationship with ourselves. And I posted a TikTok on this. I feel like most of my podcasts start with this exact sentence because usually it's my content that inspire like a deeper dive into particular topics. And how I kind of mentioned it in the TikTok on the reel is that when, for example, we have a relationship with ourself that isn't self-loving, that is maybe from a place of shame or fear-driven, and I'll dive into this in a bit more detail in a second, it can impact how we show up with food, how we show up with our health and fitness lifestyle. So say, for example, if you are constantly people pleasing, and you find yourself constantly saying yes, when you want to say no, maybe you feel resentful, maybe you feel burnt out, you feel exhausted, you never have your own needs met, because you're constantly looking after everybody else's needs. What happens when we are in this scenario is usually there are certain stories that we've attached to ourselves, like that we're a burden if we ask for help, that people see our value in what we can do for them. And also, Ultimately, at its core, what people pleasing is, is a coping mechanism from childhood, but it's also a belief or a story that you are not good enough just as you are. So then you feel the need to do things for other people in order to feel good enough, to feel worthy, to get a sense of self-worth, to feel like you won't be abandoned. So there's deeper kind of issues, if you will, or a deeper driving force, deeper wounds that are fueling things like people pleasing. And on the topic of people pleasing, if you feel like a burden for asking for help, or you feel like you can't trust other people, because you feel like you're the only person that will do it right, or whatever it could be. So then you try to take on everything by yourself, you take on every single job or task or thing or responsibility by yourself and you never ask for help, then it's contributing to things like feeling overwhelmed, feeling exhausted, feeling just consumed by everything, constantly being in this state of fight or flight. And then that's one of the reasons that we turn towards food is to try to numb or avoid how we're feeling and actually get that time for ourselves and get that sense of pleasure. So there are so many different ways, if you will, or aspects or avenues that our relationship with self can tie into our relationship with food. One of them being people pleasing, one of them being our body image, one of them being things like never resting, overworking because we feel like that's how we get our self-worth. And it's about looking at how can we take care of ourselves? How can we prioritize ourselves and our relationship to ourselves to prioritize our needs to look after ourselves to put ourselves first and recognize that it isn't selfish it's necessary when we are constantly people pleasing and like i say we're not meeting our own needs we then turn to food to try to fill that void from all of those unmet needs but we also turn to food to try and deal with all of the difficult emotions that that can create, like the discomfort of feeling resentful, of feeling drained, exhausted, maybe even angry. And oftentimes as well with people pleasers, we don't necessarily feel the anger straight away because oftentimes you're suppressing the anger, so you're not even aware that it's there. And one of the steps in healing things like people pleasing can actually be to allow yourself to fully feel the anger that has been suppressed for years. And this was part of the process that we went through in my Uncover program with one woman in particular. After the first week, she just said, whenever I think about my past, I just get really angry. And it's all of the emotion that she had unconsciously suppressed for years by people pleasing, by just bottling it all in, by allowing people to take advantage of her, by allowing people to walk all over her, by not standing up for herself, neglecting herself, neglecting her own needs. And all of that very valid, very powerful anger had been suppressed. And when she actually finally allowed herself to feel it and to release it, 
all of a sudden now she feels so empowered. She doesn't feel the need to people please. She started setting boundaries without feeling guilty about it. And this is one of the kind of loops, if you will, or connotations in terms of how our relationship with ourself, how we see ourselves. If we don't see ourselves as being worthy, it oftentimes will tie into other behaviors that then can tie into our relationship with food. So food becomes the coping mechanism for another coping mechanism, essentially. It's kind of like one of those Russian dolls where you just keep opening it and there's like more surprises every time you do open them. Another common way that this manifests that I see with the ladies that I work with is when, for example, we struggle with our body image and we don't feel good enough in our own skin. We're constantly trying to change how we look or constantly wanting to lose body fat or to be leaner or to lose weight or to tone up or to grow our glutes or whatever the aesthetic goal could be because in our brain we believe that when I have that body I'm then going to feel more confident I'm going to feel good enough I'm going to feel worthy and these aren't necessarily the conscious thoughts that we have usually it's just that we see a picture of ourselves, for example and we have this instant urge to lose weight or to go on a diet or to track our calories or to do something differently the next day like go to the gym and underneath it all is this belief that I'm not good enough as I currently am. And then that will tie into I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, whatever the associations or the beliefs that you might have are. So then we constantly diet or we're constantly trying to change how we look and we're constantly restricting. And then because of that, we then end up binge eating because then binging is a very natural biological response to that restriction. Another place that I often see how our relationship with ourself massively, massively impacts our relationship with food is things like self-compassion. Because oftentimes when we have binge eaten or we've in quotes failed on a diet or we've eaten something that we think we in quotes shouldn't have done we will go straight into like self-punishing mode where we're really beating ourselves up we're very frustrated with ourselves and then we think that punishing ourselves is going to be the thing that motivates us to change but nobody has ever stopped binge eating from a place of self-hatred because all that does is it creates more uncomfortable emotions that then we turn to food as a way to deal with those uncomfortable emotions and it keeps this spiral going so learning how to show yourself self-compassion grace patience, forgiveness is such a huge part of the journey and it's actually why it's one of the first modules in my FFF program. Before we dive into nutrition, before we dive into emotional regulation, mindset, anything like that, one of the first modules is let's improve your relationship with yourself. So things like self-compassion, self-forgiveness, because that sets the tone for you to be able to feel more neutral and calm when you have binged to be able to learn from those and actually take the lessons from it. We can't think straight when we're coming from this place of emotion and anger and frustration and regret and disappointment because it will just completely disengage our logical part of our brain. And then we can't actually get the answers and the clues that things like binge eating can give us sometimes. Whereas when we're more calm, when we're more regulated and we show ourselves that compassion and we go, okay, I might not necessarily be proud of it. However, I can't change it now that it's happened. What I can do is take the lessons from it you're able to look at and reflect on what led to it, what thoughts was I having before the binge, what emotions was I feeling before the binge, how did I feel during it, how did I feel afterwards, what was driving me towards binge eating, and then you can take the insights and apply it into your life, which will help to reduce the chances of that binge happening again. So one of the most important steps to heal your relationship with food is to look at and start working on your relationship with yourself. How do you talk to yourself? How do you think about yourself? How do you feel about yourself? What do you say to yourself when you've made a mistake? or when you do something that maybe you didn't want to do or you think you shouldn't have done and looking at really creating a loving, compassionate, respectful, 
safe relationship with yourself where you allow yourself to feel all of your emotions, to to make mistakes, to not be perfect, to experience the fluctuations that we get as women in our emotions, in our hormones, and looking at how can we practice self-love and self-respect and self-compassion. And you will notice that that massively helps to reduce your overall stress load. And especially when it comes to things like binge eating and our relationship with food. So one of the big shifts that I work on with my one-to-one clients and my uncover clients primarily is our relationship with ourselves. Because when you work on and you change these emotional wounds that are often the driving force for these coping mechanisms that we have with food, the behavior of turning to food or binge eating or restricting naturally changes as a byproduct of that. Like one of my uncover clients said, and this is verbatim, She put, can I ask why is it that when you start to delve into the emotional issues that the thing you turn to the most doesn't hold the same power, all with very little effort? And that is the perfect way to describe it because we are literally two weeks into Uncover and she has zero urge to turn towards food. She's experiencing a lot of uncomfortable emotions at the minute because we're really doing this kind of like deep dive into healing from our past and to getting all of the stuff out that is causing them to feel low self-worth and low self-confidence and healing from past pain and things like that. And even through those difficult emotions, she is still completely in control. She feels completely in control around all foods. She's able to consciously choose what she eats. And that is a stark difference from just a couple of weeks ago. And it's because we've identified and started to heal the wound that was driving her to turn towards food and driving her to constantly hold on to weight, even though she wanted to lose weight. So when we look at the deeper emotional wounds that are often stemming from our relationship with ourself, we will naturally see a shift in our behaviors as a byproduct of that. And again, one of my other clients has said, I just had an epiphany. She put, weight loss will be the byproduct of all this work, not the direct goal itself. And that is, again, the perfect way to say it. If you follow me on Instagram, you will notice that I always say the exact same phrase, which is when you focus on the internals, the externals naturally take care of themselves. And this is exactly what I mean. When you focus on your relationship with food, on your body image, on your relationship with yourself, on your self-worth, all of these things that tie into it, the behaviors that you notice with food, whether it's restricting, whether it's binge eating, comfort eating, calorie counting, like whatever it could be, will change as a byproduct of that because the emotional driving force that is underneath those behaviors has now been seen to has now been soothed so it's about finding a place where you are in full acceptance so when we come to this place of feeling worthy as we are of no longer seeking things like external validation because you know and you feel good enough as you are you're no longer looking at other people to accept you or to make you feel good enough And you can give yourself all of those things. And it's not to say that we can't need reassurance from people. Sometimes we're human, like we are tribal animals. We're supposed to be a part of a community, but it's important to fill your own cup and look at where you might be operating from a place of low self-worth and your relationship with yourself and looking at how can we improve that in order to see a corresponding change in not only your relationship with food, but your body confidence, your self-worth, your self-love, your self-esteem will all naturally change as a consequence of that. So let me know if you found that helpful. I would love if you could leave a review. And like I always mention, if you would like help or support on your journey, I will leave the links down below for things like FFF and Uncover, my programs and as well one-to-one coaching. And I shall catch you all in the next episode.